All right, welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and today on this episode of the WWA podcast, I have the fans' addiction, Lonnie Valdez. Lonnie, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. How are you? How's your night going? I it's going well. I. Uh, <laughs> You know, spring is happening, so I'm finally glad to have a little bit of the warmer weather. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. I'm always more of a summer boy than a winter boy, so, yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy about that Yeah, that yeah. as well. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, so, hey, let's uh, – I'm so glad to have you on the uh, podcast this uh, this week. So let's uh, start at the beginning. How did you get interested in, in uh, professional wrestling? Did you watch it as a youngster? Yeah, I've been uh, been pretty much watching wrestling my whole life. Um, my uh, my family was doing a little bit of like local wrestling out here, like more kind of a outlaw territory kind of indie wrestling. Um, my uncle did it out here, and they were never anything big or national or anything like that. They just did it like very locally. So I grew up around them. They always showed it to me. So when it came time, when I was like eighteen, um, I'd been in martial arts for a long time. So. When I turned 18 and got out of high school, my mom asked me, she was like, are you going to be a wrestler or a boxer? She didn't really ask me if I was going to like go to college or anything like that. She just, <laughs> she just asked me, are you a wrestler or a boxer? So I, uh, I chose wrestling and, you know, uh, went down to a Dory Funk Jr. school down in Florida and started training and then came back out here and started taking bookings. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So your family kind of already had a uh, career path in mind for you then. Yeah, they just kind of, I think, uh, especially my mom, she she kind of knew what I wanted to do and where I wanted to go, and uh, she was just there to support me. She just very much, uh, I had my back on that one and, uh, you know, arranged for me to go down to Florida and started doing that down there and then came back out here, went back, went to college eventually, and then, uh, you know, just started taking bookings and been wrestling out here ever since. And this year and this year in August, August 15th, it'll be 20 years that I've been doing this. Oh, well, cool. Well, uh, congratulations on the upcoming anniversary. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a very fun, very long road. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So did, uh, so did your family, uh, since it was kind of a family business, did they kind of, uh, influence you when you were, did you, I mean, did you, were you watching the, the product on, on television? Um, when you were younger, you know, were you watching the WWF, the WCW, maybe even the AWA? Uh, back yeah then? yeah yeah when i was smaller um like i never actually got to see my family wrestle like i said they did it very locally and only for a very short time but they had really good memories of it so they uh you know my uncle and, and one of my aunts you know i think my aunt had like three matches my uncle probably did it for like two years so it wasn't like it was, it was a big huge deal but listening to them talk about it was kind of a big deal especially when you're like four or five years old you know um but so I never actually got to see them do it. They did it even like before I could remember that. But yeah, I grew up watching WWE and uh, AWA guys like, uh, you know, Nick Bockwinkle and, uh, you know, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels down there in, in, the, in the AWA. This was very much an AWA territory. So I actually didn't really even watch the NWA or, or WCW until I was like a teenager. Right. Okay. And who were some of your favorites to watch? Uh, growing up, like, you know, when I was that young, I honestly couldn't like, you know, you know, guys like Macho Man, Randy Savage, Hulk Hogan, the big, the, the, you know, the top guys, obviously. And then, uh, but when I became a teenager, I really became 
like obsessed with uh, the cruiserweight style, especially like uh, Japanese protests who, you know, um, Super Jacob, you know, 1994 guys like uh, uh, Ultimo Dragon was a huge influence on my style, which is where like a lot of kick and moonsaults come from um you know eddie guerrero dean malenko ray mysterio jr um otani you know uh jushin thunder lager gray sasuke like all those guys if you look at 1994 super j cup that entire roster is pretty much kind of who kind of influenced my style and who really made me want to become a, a pro wrestler um and getting up there so uh yeah I, I really became a huge fan of like the the cruiserweight style and mainly protestu like uh you know, New Japan junior heavyweights and the All Japan, you know, heavyweights in, in the 90s. Those were guys that really kind of like turned my head and made me want to do this, not just watch it, but made me actually want to go out and do it. Okay. All right. Well, I can definitely see, I can definitely see the Ultimo Dragon in your repertoire from watching you wrestle. I can, I can definitely see how that influenced you. And I think, I think uh, you almost have a good parallel if I, if I can take the, uh, um the time to say so well man thank you i take that as a like a very big compliment like i said uh those guys were always just huge influences on me and uh dragon ultimo dragon style kind of fit but like i've honestly stole a little bit from all of those guys you know <laughs> snap yeah. suplexes from you know snap suplexes from benoit and uh a couple different moves from uh dean malenko and you know and you know ray and eddie and just that whole group, you know, I've kind of modified them, kind of made them my own, especially, you know, after doing them for 20 years, you know, you kind of make it your own, but, uh, um, well, nearly 20 years, but yeah, pretty much that, that group and that, uh, that, that group of wrestlers at that time is pretty much who I got everything from even guys from like Toriumon or Dragon Gate or whatever you want to call it. Like, uh, guys like, uh, Shima and, you know, um, you know, uh, Dragon Kid and all those guys. That's those were really like big influences on my style. Mm. And so uh, you talked about where you started your training. So let's talk about your first match. Who was it against, and what was it like? Any nerves or any of that kind of stuff happening? Oh yeah, I was I was insanely nervous. Uh, um, it was a tag team match, and it was me and this guy uh, Adam Windsor against um this guy jeremy jet and hc loke and it was for it was for dory funk he put on a little show in a town called ocala and uh we, we wrestled that night and um we uh got you know got broken in got the hell beat out of us like like it's pretty common for rookies but uh we ended up winning we ended up going over and then uh the main event that night we had a a battle royal and um actually lita uh, WWE Hall of Famer Lita, she ended up winning the battle royal that night. So <laughs> it was a it was a pretty cool uh, pretty cool experience for for me being you know fresh eighteen years old to be in there and, and be able to see all that as young as I did. Oh wow, that is very very cool. So um, so far in your wrestling career, have you had any real memorable moments or brushes with uh, greatness? I, I think, I think I saw that you have, but let's, let's talk, let's tell the, the listeners about that. Yeah. You know, I've been uh, very fortunate to wrestle some, you know, some of the best guys out there. Like, uh, you know, when everybody kind of remembers is uh, I fought, I, I wrestled a uh, Seth Rollins before he was Seth Rollins when he was just Tyler Black out here and out here in Denver, uh, Joey Ryan as well. You know, recently I've been able to wrestle quite a few, um, you know, super talented, insanely talented guys. You know, DJ uh, Zima Ion, 
just got signed to the WWE and me and him and Caleb crush just a couple of years ago, we got to have a, just an insanely fun match for Lucha Libre and laughs. Um, you know, uh, Colt Cabana, like all these really, really fun guys that are just really, really good at what they do is always, you know, always a pleasure to work with them. A uh, ton of super talented guys down in uh, Florida, you know, Dory Funk Jr. He kind of attracts some, uh, <laughs> He kind of attracts some attention. So, you know, um, he's always got, you know, different um, stars coming through. Guys, you know, another Hall of Famer like uh, uh, Carlos Colon came down there. He brought Eddie Colon, who everybody kind of knows as Primo Colon in the WWE. You know, I got to train with him for a second. You know, there's, a, you know, after that, after so long, you just kind of meet all these different people and get to, you know, get to see how uh, cool the guys they are, not only in the ring, but out of the ring. Uh, it's pretty cool, man. When you think about it and like, I don't even really think about it too much anymore, but yeah, I've actually got to be in the ring with some very, very top talented guys and, you know, kind of, uh, kind of blessed to do so, to be honest. <laughs> oh, cool. <Very laughs> cool. Okay. Well now, and speaking of not thinking about things, I just have kind of an oddball question. Lucha Libre and laughs, as I have mentioned on the podcast before has their ring up on a stage. And so it is even higher than, uh, the floor is, you know, from the top rope to the floor and you do some crazy, uh, moves off of the top rope. Do you ever get, uh, scared because it's a little bit, uh, farther than the average height from the top rope to the floor or you just kind of, you know, go, go at it and just kind of trust your opponents to, uh, be there to, to hit them with the move? Uh, you know, I, I, it sounds it sounds crazy and I'm not trying to be a tough guy or a badass or anything like that. But every time I've done those moonsaults or jumped off those ring off that ring, uh, I've never once been scared to do it. Um, I think if I was scared, it would stop me cold. So I don't even think about it. I just kind of do it, <laughs> okay. but, uh, it's not like it, it, it's, uh, it's not really something I'm afraid of. And so, so far so good. Nothing bad has ever happened, but, you know, throughout Lucha Libre and Laughs, I've kind of turned that entire, you know, the Oriental uh, theater, I've kind of turned it into my giant playground. I've pretty much jumped and flipped that building at this point. Um, but it's it's worth it, you know, the, especially for that particular crowd and how fun they, and how fun they are. It, it makes you want to do more and more for them because they're, you know, their reaction is so great. And, you know, it gives you such an energy, like such an adrenaline rush that, uh, you know, I, I, I will never mind doing, you know, silly, crazy stuff for those guys because uh, the the fan, the locker room is always, you know, great. The um, promoter is a, is a really good guy. Don't ever tell him I said that. Um, but <laughs> all in all, yeah, no, man, I've turned that place inside out and done some, you know, jumped off and backflipped off of some really, really crazy stuff. But it's always been for the betterment of the show. And, you know, I never mind doing it. It's just uh, if I could add it to it, I will. All right. And is that by any chance of where the uh, moniker, the fans addiction came from was from that promotion? Uh, uh, no, no, that came from a, that came from a long time ago. And honestly, it was a, it was a joke. It started off as a joke. Um, Cause uh, I used to be a DJ at a particular club. I won't say the name of it, but it was a, it was a gentleman's club. And one night when I was DJing, uh, Jane's Addiction came in uh, with Dave Navarro. They all came in. They were partying, having a good time, and uh, got to actually interact with Dave Navarro and everything like that, and like talk to him. 
he was just an insanely cool guy who tipped me very well. And so that night we were joking around and I, you know, I was, I was wrestling at the time. And one of my friends at the thing said, uh, you know, those guys are Jane's addiction. You're, you're a professional wrestler around here. You must be the fan's addiction. And <laughs> I thought it was really funny and I liked it so much that I, I, I started using it and, uh, just kind of stuck. And, uh, you know, I thought it was unique. I hadn't heard it before. So I thought it was a cool, a cool thing. And be truthfully honest, I can't even remember that one guy's name, but, uh, <laughs> I thought it was, a good line <laughs> oh well very cool i like it that's that's a good story all right so um before we uh got officially interviewing here you had told me that uh you actually have been doing you did some uh training in your career as well tell us uh about that yeah honestly um out of all the things i've done i'm kind of um that's probably stuff i'm most proud of is like uh the friends and family that I've actually been able to train, you know, the, I think the most successful one out of every guy I've trained so far is probably Royce Isaacs. You know, he's out in California and out in, on the East coast and pretty much everywhere right now, pretty much winning every, every title that isn't tied down. You know, he's doing fantastic all over the place right now. He's wrestled for DDT in Japan. He's, you know, on, you know, all kinds of different television shows. He won the defy taking champions. Like, you know, he's killing it. Him and his, his tag team partner, Jor-El. Uh, they're doing fantastic. Super, super proud of Royce. Uh, Cody Devine's another one of my students. He's he's out in California right now. Uh, Caleb Crush, who wrestles with me at Lucha Libre and Laughs, he's another one of my students. But you know, I've been pretty much uh, training guys for about hmm, eighteen years now, and uh, had some insanely fun matches with uh, uh, my students. And you know, pretty much those guys are like family to me, brothers in a, in a big, bad way. And I love them to death. So out of all the things I've done, you know, training those guys and seeing them come out and become, you know, you know really good at what they wanted to do. And it's a very special thing for me. So, yeah, my yeah, very proud of them. OK, so, yeah, I gather from uh, previous interviews that I've done when the uh, student gets to face the teacher in one of their first matches, if not the first match. I hear that it's really, really fun and it's really exciting for both parties. Uh, is is that the case? Yeah, yeah. The uh, first time I got to wrestle Royce was on a, a lucha show out here. Not lucha Libre and laughs like a, a smaller lucha show. Um, it was for uh, Hugo's lucha back uh, back when they were still running out of this little bar, and we just got to go out there. It was just a match that I set up because I wanted to get him some more experience, so I kind of set it up and. Uh, we went out there and we just had a blast and it was a lot of fun. And Royce uh, said that during some part of the match, I like did a toe pay over and landed on him and we kind of landed in the front row and uh, I didn't hear it, but Royce heard it. He said that one of the fans just like leaned over to his friend and was just like, this is amazing or this is awesome or something like that. <laughs> and it, he got a huge kick out of that, you know, being like one of his first matches out. Uh wrestled Cody several times, you know, like a ton of times, uh, Caleb crush too. like all these guys, you know, you get to first time you get to get in the ring with them and actually see them apply, you know, the things that you've been going over and practicing with them. It's really cool. And to watch them grow beyond what you've taught them. You know, one thing I've always taught my students or, you know, the guys I've trained is that, you know, I'm not your only trainer. Like, seek other people out. You you could, if you only wrestle me, you're gonna come. You're gonna get really good at wrestling me. But you have to learn from other people as well. Like I could start you off and I could show you some stuff, and I could get you started. But 
you know, you're not going to be great listening to one person. Go out and listen to other people. Find other trainers. I'll always be here if you need advice or if you want my opinion on anything. I've got your back. But, you know, as soon as, you know, go out and find other people who could teach you other ways because wrestling is so subjective on the different ways to do things. So just go out there and learn from the best and keep going. And so many of my guys have done that, and I'm, I'm, I'm proud of how much they've grown. Right. Yeah. I would, I would say that it's, it's kind of like that thing where like, say, say you have a problem to draw a parallel, say like you have a, uh, a problem with your car and you take it to the same mechanic over and over again, they can't fix it. Well, take it to another mechanic cause they have a different set of eyes. So it's kind of like, kind of like that parallel where you, you, you have somebody else looking at say a student in this case, so they can see, you know, give you some more advice to, Hey, try this or do this or, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's, it's kind of, you know, getting like you were saying, kind of getting more influence from different directions. Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, you know, different perspectives is also key because, you know, I can look at you from my perspective all day long and, and say, I think this will be good for you. That could be good for you. But, you know, you go somewhere else and a completely different wrestler is just like, you know, try this. I saw this guy over here try this this one time. Why don't you try it? And then it fits. You know, it's, um, you know, learning from different perspectives is always key. Like you should never shut somebody out and never, you know, if somebody gives you advice, even, at, you know, with wrestling, after a while, things could get very annoying with people telling you, you should try this, you should try that. But you know, you should always kind of listen to it and always just kind of take it for what it is, especially guys with experience. If they've been around a little bit and they've seen some stuff, if they've got an idea for you, you know, listen to it and uh, and see if it applies. If it applies, great. If it doesn't, cool. You didn't lose anything, you know, but um, other people, you know, giving you advice and, and trying to, you know, hand you a couple, you know, little nuggets of information. If they take their time out of their day, especially veterans, and if they, you know, take the time out of the day to pay attention to you, and they see potential in you and they want to help you out, you know, um, definitely take that advice. Right. So I, you know, I try to do that, you know, I definitely try to do that for a lot of uh, the younger guys out here. I always find it a huge compliment when, you know, younger guys like Filter or Curtis Cole or Austin Logan, those guys kind of reach out to me and ask me if I can, if I have anything for them or I could watch their match, you know, I always try to go out of my way to do that for them because it's, it's a huge compliment to me and i know it's just them you know trying to get better at their craft so you know if anybody's listening to this yeah man ask everybody for help and if they can help you they will yeah yeah cool so let me ask you about uh something another little kind of off the tall top off the wall topic so in uh, lucha libre and laughs if the listeners don't know by now there's running commentary during the matches so the comedian that was had their set before your match joins the master ceremony comedians uh for that match that's right after them now do you get distracted or do you even get amped up by some of the running commentary during your match uh you know every now like most of the time i don't pay attention and i just kind of tune it out and kind of paying attention to what i'm doing and i'm paying attention to the crowd mainly so the commentary i don't really listen to it but every now and then a joke will sneak through and uh you know, it's and sometimes it even makes me laugh. You know, um, uh, our our uh, host for a long time um, was Bobby Valentino, and when he was introducing me to walk me to get me to the ring, he's like, and Bobby will tell you that I'm. Uh, he always says I'm his favorite wrestler, but he when I come out there, 
it's always dangerous being a comedian's favorite wrestler because they just come, they just rib you the whole time. <laughs> so um, on the way to the ring, he's the one, he's the first guy to ever say that I was, he called me the, uh, the boy with the dragon tattoo. And, <laughs> and so that's become a favorite line of the commentary team. Now they, they kind of, they'll bust that out every now and then. And I always hear that one kind of pierce through when they say that. I just, I think it's hilarious. Um, you know, being the fans addiction, one of the commentary team said uh, at one point, you know, all the fans here in the Oriental theater are addicted to three things, uh, cutting themselves, cocaine and Lonnie Valdez. And, uh, <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. And I couldn't stop laughing. And, you know, in my matches about to start and I'm just like giggling to myself. So I try to tune them out because they're hilarious and they're, you know, <laughs> and, uh, I just try to not pay attention, but every now and then they get me and it's, it's always, a it's always hilarious. <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I could, I can see that. I, I remember some of those, those lines too. That's, that's great. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, those, guys are, those guys are so clever. Yeah, they are. Uh, yeah. And it, and it takes a, it takes a talent to, uh, if, it, if for example, the uh, comedians that come into Lucha Libre and laughs, it takes good talent to ad lib, you know, something they're not, they're not exactly completely familiar with. Would you, would you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. And it's, uh, it's very true. Um, you know, I've, I've, because I've been doing it, been doing these shows with Lucha Libre and laughs for so long, like I think it's going on, you know, four or five years now, um, that I've just been consistently being booked with these guys. And I, I you know, it's promotion I really love and I really take a lot of pride in how, you know, how cool these shows have become. But because, because of that, I've become friends with a lot of these comedians. So I tend to go to their shows when I know they're, when, when I'm available and they have shows around, you know, guys like Sam Talent and Nate Lund and uh, Ian Douglas, Terry and, you know, uh, Corey Healy and uh, all of these guys, like, you know, uh, Preston Thompson and all these guys, um, you know, I just become kind of friendly with them and, you know, good friends with a couple of them. You go to their shows, they know who you are, they introduce you, you know what I mean? Everybody's like happy to see you. And it's weird how much, comedians and professional wrestlers have in common you know we we have been to their house parties you know what i mean and <laughs> you know partying with these guys and just because you're traveling entertainers you know and you're you're looking for bookings you're always in the green room you're always on the road like those those kind of stories are universal between you know comedians and wrestlers so you have a ton of things to bond over so it's kind of easy making friends between those two circles and you never think those two things together but you get them together and they actually they actually go together pretty well it's 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 a really cool dynamic yeah yeah i would, I would agree i i i love going to uh triple l it, it's it's fun it's uh std it's something totally different and you know it's well worth uh the price of admission i mean you can't beat it oh yeah man you know we've we won a comedy night of the year like four years in a row. We just keep racking up, you know, uh, awards with uh, Westward and, and different other places like that. We we got a we got a, a commendation from uh, the Senate, you know, like the yeah. U.S. Senate. It's 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 crazy, like how uh, how how uh, much these shows mean to people and how loyal our fan base is. Is because you know when we when I first started booking with them, the fans that were there were there to see comedians and. They weren't there to, so much to see wrestling. And, you know, it's grown so much that these guys who aren't traditional wrestling fans who may not watch, you know, Monday Night Raw every week and 
you know, they may not know who, you know, <laughs> who, you know, Luthez is or anything like that, but they come to Lucha Labs and they know who, you know, they know who Mike Seidel is. They know who Zach, uh, you know, who Anaya is. They know who, you know, Aligato is. They know who I am. You know, they know, they know the mainstays and they, you know, they know what we bring to the table. So it's pretty cool to see the way the fans have grown from comedian or comedy fans to wrestling fans. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to be able to see that like evolve and grow over the last, you know, last, last four years. Right. Right. Awesome. Okay. So let's um, talk about the near future. Do you have any kind of wish list of people you would like to get in the ring with uh, either as a, a singles competitor, or I know you don't do a lot of tag team matches, but even as a tag team match and who would you like to tag with as your partner in your, some of your dream matches? Uh, well, me and Len Parker have been uh, tagging in, in Lucha Libre and Laughs lately. Um, you know, we've been kind of uh, whenever he's around, whenever we can. That's who I. Uh, that's who my tag partner is these days. Um, you know, we've been having a blast. Our styles are very similar with lots of striking, lots of aerial, um, aerial offense. So that's a dynamic that, that works really well. Plus, me and Len just kind of get along. We've had some fantastic matches together. So uh, as a tag team, I think we're really we really gel. Me and him had a really really fun tag match against uh caleb crush and Zanfried just a few months ago and uh just had a blast with that so any tag teams out there yeah like you know um you know i'll be i'll probably be tagging with lynn against whoever as far as the singles matches there's a lot of younger guys that are coming up right now that i've you know i've, I've worked with filter a ton of times always just been impressed with him and look forward to the next time uh, got to get in there with Curtis Cole, yeah, which was a, which was really cool. Like you know, after the match, he told me that before he started wrestling out here, I was like his favorite wrestler out here, so it was a big deal for him. And I was super impressed with him, and you know, would would absolutely love to jump in the ring with him again. Uh, Austin Logan's another guy that you know I've I've come to know. Uh, um, wouldn't mind getting in there with Len Parker again. There's just a there's a new crop of talent that's coming up. That I'm paying attention to even guys in uh like and uh even guys in like Rocky Mountain Pro. Um, you know, guys I think there's a guy there named Bruce Wayans that I've <laughs> I've kind of seen a couple times that I've just kind of liked what he's brought to the table. You know, there's a, a whole bunch of new guys that are just coming through right now that uh I would love to get in the ring with. And I'm always looking for new guys, you know, new uh experiences, anything like that. You know, Cody Devine, if he ever makes his way back out here to Colorado love to kick his head in again you know um <laughs> uh caleb crush is you know one of my students i always have a fun time wrestling him so you know just you know royce ever comes back here me and uh me and mike seidel have talked me and matt seidel his brother actually chatted about wrestling uh last time he was in town so he might be somebody that no uh, um that i got my eye on and uh always martin uh you know marty the moth he's actually a good friend of mine and we've never actually been able to wrestle one-on-one. Been in a four-way match against each other, but maybe Marty one-on-one would be a lot of fun sometimes. So. Oh, well, cool. I mean, I know Marty comes uh, by, you know, Colorado a few times a year. So, And, you know, he is, uh, as far as I know, he's still the uh, Rocky Mountain Pro Twitch champion. So he has to defend it. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, I have to reach out to Marty and see what he's up to. Uh, last <laughs> time he was out here 
uh, I actually drove him back to the airport. And, like me and Marty have been we've been good friends for a while. And he uh, had a had a good time at my birthday party a few years ago. So, <laughs> but when he gets out here, I always try to I always try to hang out with him whenever he's around. So yeah, maybe that'll be something that we can uh, we can look forward to in the future. I know it's something we've discussed before. Oh, cool, cool. So I kind of gather from just talking to you here, you feel do you feel like you're kind of like one of the um, elder statements and elder statesmen, I should say, in the uh, Colorado area, just kind of watching over the watching over the scene and and kind of getting a good feel for for everything that's that's happening. Yeah, I feel kind of uh, kind of earned that. I don't I don't I don't know if there's any active wrestler out in Colorado that's been doing it longer than me. Like I said, in, in August, it'll be uh, 20 years. Um, I know Joe, like Joe McDougal at, at, at uh, LLL has been around for, for a long time. Um, you know, uh, Johnny Crash, who, you know, I helped train him too. Uh, he's been around for a long time. There's been a bunch of guys that have been doing it for a minute, but yeah, I'm definitely one of those guys that's been here for a while and uh, very proud of how much this territory has grown, how uh, good the talent has gotten to be out here and how much fun the shows have become because for a long time there, the shows weren't, weren't great. This is when wrestling was kind of in a little downslope. And now, you know, you go and see some, you could go a, a lot of different places and see some incredibly excellent shows. And, you know, now Nick and, you know, Nick and, uh, <coughs> sorry, Nick and Matt are, you know, we got respect women's wrestling going on now. And that's how strong the territory was where, you know, back in the day you'd have one, maybe two girls, that could wrestle and most of the time they were wrestling guys and now you've got a promotion here in colorado that's for women wrestling you know before you'd be lucky to have one women's match on a, on a whole show and now you've got a whole show filled with women which is you know it's fantastic to see how much this territory has grown how uh, how good the talent's gotten uh girls and guys and tag teams and whatever else you'll well, you know have you um seeing where it was to where it is now I'm glad to be part of it, and you know I plan to be a part of it for a while. And I'm working with a a lot of the 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 new crop that's coming up, and you know seeing what's next. And you know I'd be happy anything that I could do to to help strengthen the territory or make it a little bit better. Anything I can help do, you know, make the shows a little bit more fun. Then you know I'm always down for that. You know I'm always a just very proud of the whole territory, and I'm looking forward to seeing how big it can get. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, especially in the last, uh, I would say especially in the last um, three years or so, we've had so many promotions uh, debut and just take off, like you said. Yeah, you know, for a long time, guys would start up, run two shows, and then close down, or they start up and only use wrestlers that, you know, were very cheap or they could get for free, and shows wouldn't be that good, and you know, they would never run again, but now you've actually got guys who are actually putting, you know, effort into promoting and actually, you know, doing, doing what you're supposed to do and booking good talent and reaching out and getting good talent from other places to come in. And, you know, there's so much going on that it's just, it's really proud to see a guy like Matt Yaden, who I've known for a very long time, uh, you know, seeing what he's able to do with uh, RMP is really cool. You know, um, seeing Nick, you know, go from promoting comedy shows to now he's got two promotions, you know, 
<laughs> two wrestling promotions that he's promoting. It's really cool to see that stuff. You know, Joe McDougal's been promoting Primos. I think that's the oldest promotion in Colorado. They've been promoting longer than everybody. So it's just it's it's really cool to see the size of the shows and and how much effort everybody's putting into it and how much they uh you know how much pride they're taking into it. Like I said, seeing uh, the bigger things that like uh, Yaden and uh, and and Nick. They're sold out time and time and time again, over and over again. And, you know, there's just so many people and we're turning away people at the door, which has happened, you know, quite a few times. It's a really cool feeling to be a part of that. Right, right. Okay. Well, uh, so let's talk about what you have coming up in the uh, near future. Uh, what uh, promotions are you uh, working with for? Uh, and tell all the listeners, you know, about that. Mainly, you can see me at uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs. Um, right now, with uh, like more personal stuff, I've had to slow down and take a lot less bookings, uh, just because my personal time has been kind of uh, occupied. Uh, making money outside of wrestling has become a huge priority. So, <laughs> and fortunately, things are fortunately things are going pretty well. Um, so, I, I kind of want to uh, focus on that. So, Lucha Libre and Laughs is my uh, focal point right now, but. Uh, you know, you never know. Like I said, I have a lot of friends here in Colorado and, um, you know, I don't really have enemies. I mean, you know, I, as far as I know, I don't have heat with people. So, <laughs> you know, when it comes time, uh, you know, I, I might reach out to a couple different people and see where, uh, where I might wind up, you know, just last year, a couple of times, you know, I jumped in the ring at Primo's just, uh, just to have a little bit of fun and, you know, beat up a couple of people. That was fun. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm all, Always open to suggestions. If uh, if any of any other promoters out there have any ideas for me or anything like that, I'm always willing to listen. Like I said, uh, you know, I, I just I'm at a point now where I just really enjoy doing this. So yeah, I'm you know, very soon I might reach out to some people, or if they reach out to me, I know there's a lot going on in Colorado Springs right now. So you know, if anything down there is interested, I'm always I'm always available, man. I'm always a uh, as a uh, as night. I would say I'm very tranquilo right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, April 5th, you'll be at Lucha Libre and Laughs. And do you, if, if so, do you have an opponent yet that we can announce? Uh, we can't announce it yet. Nick hasn't announced the opponent. Um, okay. I will give it a little bit of a teaser. It'll be, it won't be just one opponent. How's that? Okay. That sounds <laughs> cool. That's a, that's a great teaser. That's a good uh, reason to go to luchalibreandlaughs.com and uh, purchase a ticket. Yeah, if you uh, if you look at all the craziest stuff I've ever done in Lucha Labor and Laughs, it's always been in multiple and matches. So uh, expect expect some uh, some silliness that night. I know uh, the guys all uh, so far. The guys from what I've heard that I'll be in the ring with. Uh, I I can't stress it enough. It's going to be an amazing show. Lucha Labor and Laughs is always an amazing show. So yeah, April fifth, come check it out. Oriental Theater, Forty Fourth and Tennyson. You know, it's pretty much our home. So come check us out and come see what we can do. All right. Okay. Well, Lonnie, before I let you go, if uh, the listeners wanted to follow you up on uh, social media, where could they do that? Uh, let's see. On uh, on Instagram, I'm Valdez Addiction. On Twitter, it's at Lonnie underscore Valdez. And on Facebook, it's just facebook.com slash Lonnie Valdez. So any one of those probably find the other profiles from those profiles <laughs> okay gotcha gotcha cool all right once again uh lonnie i appreciate you coming on to the podcast and i will uh definitely be seeing you on the fifth i think i've already got my ticket so 
that's fantastic, man. I, I look forward to seeing you, man, and uh, make sure to come say hi and, and shake my hands because, you know, after I get beat up, I'm probably not paying attention too much to anybody. So <laughs> make sure to come say what's up, and I'll, I'll shake your hand. Thank you for having me on the show. And like I said, just seeing this territory grow to the point where we have podcasters now is really cool for me man so uh thank you for contributing to the territory and i uh, look forward to seeing you on the fifth bro okay cool all right sounds good all right man you have a good day okay once again a big thank you to lonnie valdez for coming on to the podcast this go around for this episode and letting the listeners know all about him it's great stories and his wrestling career so far so once again thank you so let's get into it and do the weekend review when it comes to the wrestling that i experienced the go around for the wrestling with altitude area so uh we uh talked about it a little bit we um had the uh rocky mountain pro ignition and charge tapings. Uh, I believe they you know, said they were trying to get ready to. Uh, they're going to go live on Right Now TV here very shortly in April, which is literally right around the corner. So they got to uh, do some uh, test runs with that. This go around seemed like it happened uh, pretty well, it uh, went off smoothly. And they did a great job. And I am I called them out on Twitter saying that, you know, the uh, episode there for Ignition and Charge on last Thursday was so good. Now upcoming this Thursday, they've got Supercharged 3. And I'm like, how are you guys going to top that? So got that challenge out to them. And uh, they uh, liked the tweet. So I think uh, they've got something cooked up very well for us people going to be watching it in attendance and on their Twitch stream and for Right Now TV. On Friday, Rocky Mountain Pro returned to the Alamo. You know, you remember the Alamo? And they had the uh, Hot Fuzz movie. They're starring uh, Simon Pegg, uh, which a lot of people know. He's been in a lot of things. For me, he's, of course, the new Scotty, you know, Star Trek fame and they did really well in my opinion with this too a lot of the matches were themed to the movie theater experience and that was great i'm going to do a special shout out to chongo bronson because his character plays extremely well uh in the movie theater uh, environment and they did really well and I never had seen Hot Fuzz like I had mentioned uh, on Twitter and I may have mentioned it here on the podcast and I actually enjoyed it it was uh, definitely a well worth seeing I think it's a, definitely one of those movies that you you must see you go go ahead and put it on your list to make that part of your movie watching experience and then on Saturday, I went to Iron Hills Championship Wrestling for the very first time in uh, Colorado Springs. 
and I enjoyed it. Got to uh, I got called out for not sitting in the fourth row, uh, but uh, there, of course, uh, I just kind of said that I'm just incognito and I'm just my alter self. <laughs> so there you go. I enjoyed it and. I'm going to say this has probably been one of those great weekends that every single event and show that I went to this past weekend, they all hit it out of the ballpark. So I'm going to give a big kudos to everybody that I saw and attended in person. So that's great. So let's talk about what we have coming up here in the area. Well, we have a huge weekend, of course. So let's go back and uh, reference that we have. Well, you know what? Actually, instead of me talking about it, let me have a couple people talk about it now. Hazard here. I don't have much time. This broadcast is going out to the Rocky Mount Pro Multiverse. Did you know that RMP has four shows going on this weekend? Too many shows, you say? Nonsense. What if I told you that if you purchase just one ticket to the Summit Music Hall for this Sunday, featuring a special Q&A with Al Snow and Stevie Richards, that you will also get access to Supercharge 3 this Thursday in Golden. Rocky Mount Pro Experience at Rack House on Friday, and we are back at Romero's Canine Club at Tap House this Saturday in Lafayette. Buy one, get three shows free. That's not Steiner math, that's hazard math. Oh, and don't forget about the Bob Evans Super Camp going on March 28th through the 31st with Bob Evans, Al Snow, Stevie Richards, Chris Silvio, and many more. Hangs with Bob, get better noobs. Also, Marty the Moth will be back to defend his Twitch title. And he is going to be offering his supplements to keep you supplemented while you are enjoying all of this nice wrestling action. Oh, I gotta go. Hazard out. This weekend, Rocky Mountain Pro is bringing its audience four exciting events around Colorado. Don't miss the action as we bring Pro Wrestling Elevated to Golden, Denver, Lafayette, and for the first time ever, Pro Wrestling at the Summit Music Hall. Be there for the top wrestling in the Rocky Mountain region, capped off with a huge first-time event with some special guests, Al Snow and Stevie Richards. Other special guests include Brutal Bob Evans and tough Tim Hughes of Ring of Honor and former Lucha Underground champion Marty the Moth, as well as special guests from around the world. And for a limited time, get all four events for one price by heading to rmpwrestling.com slash events and purchase your tickets for Summit Music Hall to get access to every event of the weekend, Thursday through Sunday. To experience Rocky Mountain Pro is to experience Pro Wrestling Elevated. Tickets are on sale now. All right, so there you have it from the mouth of Hazard. 
and uh, owner of Rocky Mountain Pro, Mercury Matt Yaden. Now, I don't know, I don't remember if they said there in the two promos, but if you need to get tickets for any of these events, including the Super Camp, it's as simple as going to rmpwrestling.com. So, what else do we have happening in the Wrestling with Altitude area? Well, we have another event. Uh, it is the Bad Boys of Wrestling. If you have not heard about the Bad Boys of Wrestling, well, basically, uh, what it is is it's a uh, touring promotion. I guess that's the best way I can explain it. Uh, they have uh, wrestling teamed up with monster trucks, and it is basically monster trucks and, you know, other auto-type stuff. You know, I think they even have some kind of, like, sometimes a motorcycle uh, tricks and things like that as well, motorsports type stuff. And so they go to all types of different cities. Well, this weekend coming up on Saturday and Sunday, they are going to be in Montrose, Colorado, which is what we call the Western Slope. So it's on the other side of the uh, continental divide of the United States. So your listeners, uh, if you may not be familiar with the Colorado area, that's where it's at. It's um a, a, about a five-hour drive or so from Denver, depending on how lead-footed you are and all that stuff like that. Most of the time from Denver, we go through the mountains, and so this weather looks like it should be pretty decent. It's going to probably be outside, um, you know, you, I think. I'm not positive of the Montrose... Uh, uh, fairgrounds uh, event center that it's going to be at but on Saturday the they're actually having two shows one is at uh, uh, 2 p.m. to 4 30 according to their Facebook page and the other starts at 7 going till 9 and then on Saturday their uh, show is at uh, just one show on Saturday at 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. And if you need to get tickets, just go to nolimitsmonstertrucks.com. Simple as that. You can buy your tickets right there for uh, many of their upcoming events. Looks like they also are going to be in uh, Poticella, Idaho soon and Powder the... Kentucky as well so or they may have already been there just recently so that's what it looks like according to their website and then also on Sunday as well as you may have been heard on the previous episode with uh, Tough Guy Inc uh, Hugo's Lucha Libre is having their big show on Sunday the 31st at the Jefferson County Fairgrounds, the same place that Rocky Mountain Pro holds their events. And if you want to get tickets, I think all you need to do is you can either get them ahead of time by calling 720-365-2592 
or you can get tickets at the door. So some of the people that uh, you may be familiar with, of course, uh, previous people that have been on the podcast, Delta Jr., Anaya, uh, Tough Guy Inks, uh, Brutal Bob Evans, and Tough Tim Hughes, of course, wrestling, and Martin Casals, Marty the Moth, Martinez, as some of you may know, uh, is also scheduled to appear on that as well. So, hey, that is it. So, but before we go, let's give a big shout out to the Trending Topics Network who hosts this show. And if you guys love the Wrestling with Altitude podcast, go ahead and subscribe or stay subscribed to this feed. And you can c- catch other great shows such as Wrestling Cheers, The Spanish Announced Table, and Chill, The Eurovision Showcase. And also the soapbox box. So if you want to get a hold of the show, you can email me, Mr. Fourth Row at gmail.com. Check out the website at wrestlingwithaltitude.com. And you can contact me on Twitter, Russell Altitude at Russell Altitude. So thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with altitude.